0: Hey, what's up, and thank you for tuning into another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Podcast. This week, I have a special interview with Cecile LaRue, who is the Vice President of Human Capital Management Innovation at Ultimate Software. Now, Cecile travels across the globe talking about really fun topics in human resources and HR tech And we happened to catch one another at the HR tech conference that happened recently in Las Vegas. So this episode is all about remote workers, how they're benefiting the workforce, and really why it pays to be a remote worker at work. You just might get a promotion. So, hey, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. And we're really, really fortunate for Ultimate Software to help make this episode possible give it a five-star review. Make sure you follow Ultimate Software on Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. And hey, check out Cecile as well. Let's jump into the show. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Life and Coffee podcast. This is Joey Price. I'm here with a special guest, Cecile LaRue. Cecile, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: No, first of all, thank you for having me, Joey. I'm delighted to be here. I am the vice president of HCM Innovation at Ultimate Software, and I am here at HR Tech. Always an exciting time. I participated in a panel at the Women in Tech uh, session earlier today, and um, I'm delighted to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. We are talking all about the state of remote work and you have had an integral part in some research that's happened with ultimate software could you tell us very high level some of the findings that you found
1: So uh, remote work is one of these topics that a lot of organizations are exploring in some way. There's this whole idea, oh, well, remote work is gonna be unfair because some people have certain advantages that others won't have. And so we really wanted to dig in and better understand what's actually going on with remote work and ask remote workers and ask leaders of remote workers what they felt to truly get people's impressions. So one of the things that was probably most remarkable that we found through the research is that remote workers are actually thriving. Yeah, um, They are not necessarily feeling disconnected or left out of conversations, which I personally, I remember, uh, this is probably... 10 years ago, being the disembodied voice mm. on the other end of a phone. And I think that that's shifted over the past few years. And we're now finding more than a, a revival, I think, but a real appreciation for the flexibility that yeah. comes from remote work.
0: I think there's a benefit of the flexibility that comes from re- remote work because not only the way that we're working is changing, but even the way that we're living And so having the opportunity for work to fit your life as opposed to having it to be the other way around is a huge benefit for the remote workforce.
1: Yeah. And I think there's also a recognition to a certain extent that FaceTime can actually be had now with newer technologies, right? So it's not all about having to be there. Certainly there are some instances, and I think that will never, ever be replaced, where people have, um, need to be face to face. There are certain conversations that are enriched. There's certain kinds of planning activities, but those can happen and those don't normally happen every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: we can balance some of that, I think.
0: Technology has definitely allowed us to be more creative in the way that we approach work, and uh, not just work for work's sake, but the collaborative process. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned the study that you're doing, and yep. the methodology behind it. I believe there are 1,000 people interviewed, yep. Yep. 500 remote workers, and 500 non-remote workers. Right. So this is no small feat. This is a, a large study and a large sample size, right. and uh, really just both sides were represented equally.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that was important to us to make sure that we were listening to not just the voice of the remote workers, but also having a good cross-section of all kinds of workers. I think one of the things you asked, what was um, some of the findings that we had? So what was really interesting is that we were actually quite surprised to find that remote workers were actually 40% more likely to be promoted than their non-remote counterparts, which if you think about it, it's like, well... How is that possible?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it
1: does sort of beg the question: Are they being more productive, um, <laughs> such that their results are are earning them? You know, because if you're not in front of somebody every day, it has to be the work that's speaking for itself. Yeah. Um, overall, so I think that's an important aspect.
0: Yeah, and I think consider. that that goes to fight the stigma that the remote worker is the person who's in pajamas and, right. and clicking the mouse to stay active every so often. It's right. their work product that's teaching for themselves. And they're just
1: themselves. throwing a load of laundry in, you know, yeah. and doing all this stuff. Although, if you think about it, I don't really see what's wrong with being able to throw a load of laundry in in the middle of working and getting up and moving. And, I agree. You know, I think that My wife things, would agree, too. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true, though. If you think about it, it allows you to be that much more productive. But I think at its root, what remote work. And again, we'll get into some of the more um, unique findings, but allowing someone or supporting or even encouraging remote work is one of the best ways that an organization can demonstrate that it trusts its employees. And if you think about that, today, we're in a place where employees need to trust their employers and they need to feel trusted. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody trusts the media, you know, podcasts aside, (laughs) um, but nobody trusts the government and those sorts of things. And so what's happening is, uh, this was actually came out with the Edelman Trust Barometer sort of reported this 75% of people say that their most trusted entity now is their workplace. Mm -hmm. So in order to have, and and trust is a two-way street. You can't just expect that workers are going to trust you, you also have to demonstrate that trust in them. And if you think about it, there's nothing that provides or shows someone that you trust them, not that I trust that you're going to get the work done. And I don't need to be watching you all the time to do that. So yeah, Yeah.
0: so I would, I would say that maybe trust is one factor that's uh, making remote work more of a possibility. But are there other contributing factors that are making it more okay for employers to Uh, allow their employees to work remotely.
1: Well, so I think without a doubt, technology is one of those things. I think that we have come a long way in a lot of the different forms of technology that will enable people to be able to have richer conversations. You know, that that whole idea that, you know, well, you can be in your pajamas with your hair a mess and still have a phone conversation, or you can be checked out in a meeting. Mm -hmm. If you have everyone around a virtual table and you can see them, regardless of their the state of their hair and everything right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you you can still know that someone is engaged yeah. in a in a conversation that they're watching and when you have a globally dispersed workforce that's an obvious way i mean you can't always travel 8 to 10 hours to get somewhere mm. and so technology for sure has enabled that but there are also other kinds of technology not just video technology but some of the online chat conversation collaboration tools mm-hmm. that allow people to have conversations in the flow of the work that they're doing is critical yeah. um so you know people talk about slack teams all of these kinds of technologies Really help support a, wor- a remote workforce. People are on, and if they're not on, they need to let somebody know why they're not on, and then I, I think you can have really, really fruitful and productive working days yeah. when you're remote.
0: Yeah, and and I mentioned or I posed the conversation as a as allowing employees to work, right, but right. really you mentioned that it's it's a business necessity at this point when you're you may have a an employee living in Chicago and their right. supervisor yeah. is in it's London, great. and so. So it's a business necessity in some ways.
1: It's also a recruiting necessity, to be honest. If you're Tell looking for that. the best talent, okay. and the best talent happens to be in Phoenix, and you have no office in Phoenix, would you rather pass up the best person for the job? You know, we talk about how skills today are becoming obsolete in a matter of a year or two. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to get the best people at the right time for the work that needs to be done, you can't really afford to say, oh, and we need you to move here and relocate. Because most, you know, there's so many organizations that have, or families and individuals who have more than one person in the family that they have to be thinking about. You can't uproot everyone just for one job or one opportunity. And so I think in order to find the best talent, you have to be open to remote work. And then I think the other thing, our workforce today, some of the newer entrants into the workforce, are much more used to flexibility and fluidity. And their definition of what a meeting is isn't necessarily a face-to-face meeting. Yeah. A conversation is something that can happen over chat. And yeah, so right. we have to think a little bit differently about what it means to be at work. What it means to be at work is... Maybe just I have an affiliation with this organization and I'm producing work. The gig economy has impacted how people feel Mm -hmm. about, you know, fluidity. And there it's not about it's no longer about FaceTime. It's no longer about, you know, wanting to be able to know exactly where everyone is at every time. I mean, if we really want to get into it, get into trackers and all of those sorts of (laughs) things. But I don't think that's necessary. But I think that people's attitudes about work have changed. And that also Impacts what we're thinking about.
0: Okay, so there's this positive trend that we're yeah. seeing with remote work. Do you see it uh, dying down anytime soon? What are the indicators that you're seeing?
1: Um, so no, on on the contrary, I think that it is going to continue to increase for all the reasons that we just talked about. Yeah. So I think the other thing to consider is that office space in certain prime locations is really, really expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even just from a financial benefit standpoint, it can be really important to have the flexibility to have people work wherever it is that they need to work. One thing, though, that we have seen come up around more remote and dispersed workforces, though, is it forces HR leaders and organizations to get creative. Mm -hmm. And I think these are the things that are going to propel more and more remote work, is actually having gatherings in certain areas, bringing people who are remote workers together for a day to just go sit in a, a flexible workspace. And get to be, you know, have that sort of office experience. We're going to share lunch, we're going to hang out, we'll go to happy hour afterwards, but we're all just sitting and doing our work um, together for a day every quarter or two or three times a year. And that gives people that camaraderie without having to create a permanent workspace or workplace. It's like a pop up. Office, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, uh, So you, stores are everywhere. That's a right? that's so. a
0: huge economic factor. Yeah. The, uh, the the commercial real estate uh, lease, you know. I, I think gone are the days or winding down are the days where a, a company does the five-year, ten year lease because business is so nimble these days. Yes. You don't even know where you're going to be in five years, you don't even know where you're going to need to be in five years. And where's
1: so where's the best talent? Yeah,
0: where's be? the best talent? Yeah. And yeah. and certain industries are bubbling up in certain pockets of the country certain pockets of the world. And so it just makes sense to, yeah. to position yourself for long-term thinking of, yeah. I need to be where the people are. And that yeah. may not be a, a, an office. That might be just making ourselves available right. as an employer. That
1: I think that you know one of the things that sort of is going to be one area of pushback for remote work, for sort of the expansion, although <laughs> I do think it's an inevitability, but for managers, it can require more work in some senses. How so? If you have a remote workforce, a dispersed workforce, You have to think about how am I going to bring people together once a year, twice a year, so that they all get a chance to be in the same place? Mm -hmm. And how do you ensure that people stay aligned? And there's nothing that's going to replace a person's voice, a video conversation. But it makes those sort of one-on-one conversations with a remote worker even more critical. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, sorry, I got busy. Yeah. Um, and the day-to-day craziness of any manager's life cannot remove that necessity to actually connect with people. Okay. And so for some managers, there's still this idea, there are two things that are going on. Some okay. managers are going to be like, well, I'm a little bit nervous about letting people go. Although one of the interesting things from the finding is that 75% of the employees that are remote had even more contact with their managers because the managers, these are the good managers mm-hmm. are recognizing I need to not forget Joey. He's in, you know, wherever it is. And I want to make sure that I'm not forgetting that person. So as long as managers do prioritize that, then I think it's going to continue to take off.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a stigma to overcome with uh, regard to remote work and um, feeling like, oh, it's just someone benefiting from going on vacation and then checking in for a few hours at a coffee shop. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the overall trend. I think there are some people who may uh, capitalize on remote work, but there are people who will capitalize on only putting in a handful of hours when they're in the office. So I don't Absolutely. think that it's, it's, it's too different. Um.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I also think that in some cases, people who are remote workers, because they feel that it is a privilege to have the level of flexibility and trust, Mm -hmm. end up working even more.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I know And the that, research shows that. I yeah, absolutely,
1: sure exactly, that people will actually produce more. I, I know that when I work from home, there are six-hour spans where I won't even leave my desk. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting and I'm working and I can get lost in the task, uh, which is a really good thing because you don't always have the luxury. And then when I'm in the office, I have great conversations, but you kind of need that balance. And more and more organizations are balancing those things where even if you don't have to be a remote employee, you can take one to two days mm-hmm. out of the week, be remote because it helps you to relate better to your remote working colleagues that are more often doing that. So I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. So one of the big areas that was found in the research is the impact that remote work is having on women um, in office and out of office. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I'll bring up maybe a a less popular topic, Um, but I think it's important to note that the whole topic of sexual harassment, women who are remote workers experience actually less sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense, right? It's harder to be harassed if you aren't there. I mean, of course, there's verbal and other kinds of harassment and there's neglect and those sorts of things. But what happens is when you aren't directly in front of someone, 70% of employees who are remote felt more empowered to report Mm -hmm. sexual harassment that could have been happening. And that empowerment is really, really powerful for women who may feel that it's not something that you should or should be able to broach that easily. Um, If you have to have a face-to-face conversation about it, it's really, really stressful. And we know that so much of sexual harassment goes unreported because of that difficulty. But overall, women felt that they – for good or or bad, and I know there are exceptions, but women are often still more responsible for a lot of household tasks. Mm -hmm. And so being able to take advantage and get certain things done at home, pick up a child and then go back Mm -hmm. to work actually was something that was very empowering for women. And overall, they did not feel... Um, more disconnected or more disadvantaged by being remote
0: workers. Quite the opposite, because the research shows that women who work remotely got more promotion opportunities than women that worked in the office. Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought that,
0: yeah, that that was uh, surprising for me. But
1: a lot of that, I think, comes down to the fact that if you are in an environment where you really can be your best self, mm-hmm. you are not um, having to put on airs or be a certain way or check yourself all the time and you can just get a lot of work done. <laughs> That's incredible. It's, a, it's an incredible opportunity yeah. to really you know, do your best work and bring yeah. your best self to work where even if it's at home yeah. and be incredibly successful. So I think that the promotion ratio, which we know is a huge problem for women in the workplace yes. overall, women do not get promoted as often. Mm-hmm. And I think once this research gets out, a lot more women are going to be saying, okay, if I want to get ahead, I'm going to want to be yeah. able to work and home because I know I'm going to get more done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think that's important. Get more done and uh, feel comfortable doing it too. Exactly. The, the fun fact of uh, being able to choose your, your dress, uh, absolutely. Your, your, your attire. The fun fact that was in the, in the report showing that um, being able to wear athleisure is a huge, huge benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. You know,
1: we get kicked off planes for doing that now. So uh, yeah, we got to to be able to do that to be able to do that at, at, it's true it's comfortable yeah um and i think the, it's it probably highlights some of the things you know there aren't that many men who wear spanks and things like that you know uh-huh. maybe a lot of women who don't either but honestly <laughs> there are some things that we will do in the office yeah. that are distractions yeah. in
0: many ways uh, and i think a major takeaway from this aspect is um you know, the environment matters in which yes. you work and so the being employee to, experience. Yeah, is the is employee critical. experience. Yeah, it's critical. You have more control as an employee Absolutely. over your home environment or your remote workplace than Absolutely. the office. I'm um, just thinking of the the old stat of how the uh, AC in the office is always cooler than um set is set up more for com- men no Set offense, up for men, yeah, set is. up for men. Yeah. Yep. Um but Desk being able yes. is also
1: set for men in the sixties. Yeah. So, yeah, you're so, absolutely So, right. all
0: these factors go into is this an enjoyable experience for me yeah. uh, as a woman? Um, and being able to control that at home is a huge, huge thing.
1: Well, it's interesting because there, there's also research um, recently, it wasn't specifically in this study, but sure. that demonstrated that one of the most important factors for individual contributors and frontline managers was the ability to control their own destiny. Mm -hmm. And if you think about one of the aspects of controlling your own destiny is controlling your environment, your work environment, it's critical. You can have, you can choose the most ergonomic things. You can sit on a pillow if you have to, you can do things that would seem odd Mm -hmm. in an office environment. And again, I think that adds to the productivity. And we see it in the statistics um, that remote workers are more productive overall, and they feel empowered to have that control. So
0: So as a manager, uh, listening to this conversation, Mm -hmm. what are some tips and takeaways you might say to support women in the workforce that are uh, working remotely?
1: I would say, number one, don't assume that uh, because somebody is working from home that they are doing nothing but childcare. care. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot tell you the number of women who uh, who work remotely who have nannies and they have very, very clear lines. Yeah. Nothing happens during these hours. Mm-hmm. And they, they create those boundaries. So don't assume that uh, women are going to be distracted yeah. uh, because of the fact that they're working from home any more than anyone else would be distracted, honestly. Yeah. And recognize, this is sort of one of those things recognize that uh, the productivity benefits that, again, the study has clearly demonstrated, the yeah. productivity benefits outweigh the lack of FaceTime. Don't assume that FaceTime and watching somebody do something means that they're being productive. Yeah. And um, I think that's something that we still struggle with yeah. um, as leaders. And so we got to be open to it. Yeah. Um, and if something happens, by the way, and it's not working out the way that you, had hoped it would as a leader or a manager That's a management issue that you need to address. It's generally not a remote work issue. Mm -hmm. Specifically, it could be that it's not the right fit for a person. There are some people that need more constant contact, feedback, all Mm -hmm. of those sorts of things. And you just have to know your people and know the work that they're doing. Um, And it puts the onus a little bit on leaders to do that. And then also have an open conversation so that when employees say, it would really help me to come into the office, respect that also, and recognize that balance that
0: yeah. can be struck. Yeah. So, Cecile, this is um, a great conversation. I think it, it lends itself to the future of work. And anytime you have a conversation about where work is heading, you have to talk about generations. Yes. And right now, with there being five generations in the workforce, um, remote work is uh, playing out differently for each of the generations. Yeah, um, what What highlights would you share from the report with regard to the generations and at work.
1: So certainly there's this belief that, you know, certain generations, the boomer generation, it's all about being present, all of these sorts of things. But there are some interesting shifts that are going to start happening okay. because as retirees want to come back into the workforce, they're going to be put in a position where I want to be able to have this interesting balance where I'll come into the office for a couple months and then I, I don't want to work at all for mm-hmm. four months. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to have to become more more flexible, without a doubt. Yeah. Again, the Gen Zers um, and late millennials, it's interesting, actually. There's some Gen Zers that are like, I just want my own office because I want to create my own space because they're used to being able to control that work environment. Mm-hmm. but. In general, from a, a working perspective, flexibility is what is going to attract the the younger generation. I think there's a huge retention. It's a retention it's a tool, big big factor. Tool, yeah. it's like, so, what how do you feel about this? Because it does sort of smack of paranoia. If you oh, I need you to be here, you know, X, Y, and Z at this time, etc. Yeah. And the reality is even the nature and the definition of jobs, the nature of a workplace, the nature of organizations Mm -hmm. is becoming a lot more fluid. People are going to do gig work for a while, come back and then re-engage in that. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes a a huge difference. So there are generational differences, but the older generations are sort of looking at and saying, well, that's, you know, well, I had to do this. So there's a little bit of pushback, but there's also this idea that yeah, I, I want that too. Mm-hmm. So why can't I also, you know, do what the the younger generations are asking for yeah. from that standpoint? So, yeah. yeah,
0: and I think it's interesting uh, in the in the research. If I remember correctly, there's a greater percentage of millennial and Gen mm-hmm. Z managers yes. than uh, Gen Y and Baby Boomer. That's true. Do you think that that's kind of lighting a fire to the remote worker expansion, or what? What are your thoughts on? Just on that that topic in general. Yeah,
1: but no, I th- I think um, w- without a doubt, if you th- as more and more um, leaders or you no know, millennials and eventually Gen Zers mm-hmm. become become leaders, their expectation is that WeWork did not come out of the Gen X Xer- or Gen yeah Gen Xers and um, that's what I am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 baby boomers, uh-huh. right? That would have been uh, unheard of. Now the,
0: the Palm Pilot. Exactly. We won't go down a rabbit trail of workplace innovations. But, um, yeah. yeah.
1: No, but I I think that that's um, a really, really important aspect is that as there are more and more leaders, they are going to – it's what they want also. Mm -hmm. They want the flexibility Mm -hmm. themselves as leaders. And you can't ask that if you're not willing to give it to your employees. Yeah, yeah. That's inauthentic to to be able to do that. So um, I think it's going to, it's going to continue to shift. It'll continue to, to, to shift and expand. And in, in part, um, there are great financial reasons. There are great innovation reasons. You know, things like innovation take time Mm -hmm. and you need time away from sort of some of the everyday buzz and thinking time is something that's very hard to do in an office environment. Mm -hmm. Um, more and more people are creating spaces for that. But I think there's so many benefits to remote work that that sort of nervousness of not seeing people get things done, maybe you aren't creating the right expectations mm-hmm. um, and you're not actually being explicit about what you need from someone yeah. if you're worried about whether or not they're going to be able to do that in a remote setting. And clearly there are some environments, factory uh, environments, manufacturing, those sorts of things that are much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, if there is some work that can be done, there's no reason you can't even provide a short period of time Agreed. where that can be done.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Even if it's just a portion of the work week or, right. or work month, being able to have that time might even inspire the person to be more productive right. during their time in office yep. because they, they won't necessarily take that, yep. take that for granted. Let's drill down a little bit, uh, Cecile, on uh, the role that, that technology is playing. What are some things that you're seeing? What are some trends that you're seeing as far as technology mm-hmm. uh, bridging the gap between the the in office employee and the remote worker.
1: I, I touched on very briefly some of the collaboration tools, things like Slack teams, et cetera, that are important. At a minimum, you know, again, depending on who the individual is, I think without a doubt Video, but I think that there are some additional areas and, and opportunities to really be able to listen to um, the voice of your employees, mm-hmm. um, understand their requests wherever that is happening, and provide the same level of service to your employees who are remote as to those that are in an office. Because mm-hmm. it's true that you can't just stop by someone's door and ask a question. So having um, things such as HR service delivery, where you can request anything anywhere, that goes into with a service level agreement into a queue, that can provide feedback to a remote employee that their requests are just as important mm-hmm. as anyone else's mm-hmm. uh, request. So there's the collaboration aspect. Then there's the service that HR can offer to employees, and then also just things such as... Beyond sentiment analysis, but actually asking for people's feedback mm-hmm. um, and ensuring that you aren't leaving something out mm-hmm. when it comes to your remote workforce yeah. and being explicit about the fact that you're listening to that. So those are some of the the technologies. I think that things that can be automated will be automated. Mm-hmm. Um, so robotic process automation wherever that's possible will be able to help remote workers in the same way because that's technology based. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to require somebody to be there. I think there's some really interesting opportunities though that we haven't yet really seen or tapped into um, in the areas of augmented reality to help bring people into environments mm, also. Yeah. So actually creating a, a, a virtual meeting that actually feels and interacts more like a virtual, like an actual meeting yeah. to help create some of those environments. I think the other huge benefit of remote work is it's going to allow us to tap into, and this becomes important from a technology standpoint, it's going to allow us to tap into the disabled population that is underemployed Mm. and uh, underrepresented in the workforce overall.
0: That's a really great point. Um, And that
1: to me is if we often think about accessible workplaces, but we don't think about how accessible is the commute. Yeah. (laughs) And if it's going to take someone who has a physical disability or even a cognitive disability two hours to get to work, is that realistic? Are you treating people fairly or equitably when it comes to that. I had never
0: thought about that. We always think about once they cross the threshold in your building, but what did it take for them to get there?
1: Yeah. And and I think that's one of those things that if you can offer some, that level of flexibility, you're actually opening yourself up to a whole new potential market Mm -hmm. um, from a, you know, from a consumer standpoint, but also a whole new workforce that's underserved and under, underutilized overall. So, so, and that again, accessible technology that brings people in, and remote the and brings the remote workforce um, together. That's a, a huge opportunity for organizations.
0: Yeah. So, well, so, so what's Ultimate Software doing in this space, and what what is Ultimate contributing to the conversation and uh, and benefits of of remote work?
1: So, uh, Ultimate is really really focused on doing the right thing. Um, and doing the right thing has nothing to do with being physically present. Mm. And so we have had a philosophy, um, actually about more than 40% of our workforce is remote. Mm.
0: So, in you're, some you're, so you're actually living this out we are as, absolutely an, as an, living an employer, it. yeah.
1: And as we've gone through um, a global expansion, so mm. we have brought people in from, we have employees in Singapore, we have employees all over Europe. And so it's forcing us also mm. to think a little bit more broadly about that visual connection. Um, If you're working with people who are in France, for example, you got to see their eyes, Uh or you know, you got to be able to see them and get, you know, to get into that conversation. Uh And so um, we we do um, support that. And again, we find that our remote workers are no less productive, on the contrary. And we have a lot of blended teams. So you have teams where half of the team is remote, half of the team is physically in in one location. Mm -hmm. And it's that diversity that actually enriches the kinds of conversations and it forces us all to think about, oh wait, we're first gonna start with the people who are on the phone, who are on the video, before we mm-hmm. let, you know, the people who are physically in the same place do that. So we do a lot um from that standpoint. We also I mentioned Slack, um one of the things mm-hmm. we've done from a technology standpoint is we've actually created a an Ulti Pro Slack app okay. um, which allows people to be in the flow of work, and get information, uh, request time off, do all this sort of thing directly. So there's a lot, and then. Uh, of course, we're always listening to the voice of the employees through our sentiment analysis yeah. capabilities that are AI-driven. So there's a lot uh, because we believe in it. Mm-hmm. And again, when you put people first, um, that has nothing to do with only putting people first in the office. Yeah. Another small, small thing is, but when there's a gathering or there's a celebration in the office, there's often something that's sent out to our remote workers: Hey, go have lunch, or go take somebody else, or you know, take your family out to dinner because we had this. You know, we had a a gathering at work. So letting people know that regardless of where they are, they're still getting the same kinds of benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that makes people feel more included and part of the family.
0: Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. And, and this conversation is for the enterprise as well as the small business as well, the Absolutely. startup. Because remote work, is, it runs the gamut. No matter the number of employees you have on your team, there's a strong chance that you're going to need someone that, that lives somewhere else.
1: No doubt about it. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. Cecil, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Are there any party you. thoughts that you want to share? Anything you're excited about Ultimate doing in the next couple months?
1: Oh, there's so much that I'm excited <laughs> about. I think one of the things um, that I... I'm most excited about, in particular on this topic, is the added level of inclusivity and accessibility it brings to the workforce. And when I think about that, um, I don't mean accessibility in the traditional way, but even making work and opportunities accessible to more people. Um, So that is something that we are very, very focused on, will continue to be focused on. um, And all I can say is to anyone who's out there, um, give it a try if you're skeptical um, and let the numbers speak for themselves. Again, if anybody's interested in the report, we'll, um, we'll make that available. But on some of the the incredible results that um, remote workers are doing really well and are very, very productive, they don't feel isolated, and they have as many opportunities as individuals who are in an office setting to uh, be promoted, etc. So I think there are tons of benefits. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, how can people get in contact with you and follow your work and follow what Ultimate's doing?
1: Um, You know, you can follow us uh, at ultimatesoftware.com. You can follow me on Twitter. Also, Um, I tweet about these things quite a bit at Cecile HCM. But you know, contact us on on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the usual suspects. Uh, you will find us and we're happy again to share some of the statistics more specifically um, and open up a conversation.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at JumpStartHR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price.